Hi, I'm Kira. And I'm Sarah. And And you're you're listening to Decom Mission. I never went to my senior prom because I didn't have one because senior prom is a kind of weird thing. It is. I feel like most schools do junior proms. Which you went went to my junior prom. I went to your junior prom and I went to my high school boyfriend's junior prom who was a year younger than me. So I did not go to my junior prom because I went to see Ted's band from Scrubs perform live with my friend Anna. And it is still truly one of the best memories I've had. Yeah. And I do not regret that a single percent. No, that sounds much more fun than prom. I remember my prom. Very underwhelming. We (laughs) we left early and did we get food and we just watched Titanic? Yeah, I think. Oh, we did watch Titanic. I think we went to Culver's. We picked up Culver's. And shout then, out to Culver's. If you haven't had Culver's, Culver's, please do. Forever. The Stone Culver's specifically, also really good. Um, yeah, we got, I think, Culver's and we went back to my house in my basement, I think. Or was it your place? I know. I think it was my place. I remember we, I think we were in my room watching it and then we fell asleep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I just, know, I just usually assume that it's my basement. Well, yeah, we usually hung out in your basement, which I can't remember so, why we didn't. I think we were getting, we, we were at your play, your parents' house before prom and we took pictures. Yeah, that's where we took pictures yeah. and stuff. I think it might have been because you lived so close to the high school and we were, we just went and got Culver's and then we, we were over right it. Back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we were super over it. Um, but yeah, we, that prom, so I went to these two vastly different proms, mm-hmm. and then not my own. Your prom was in our high school's gym and looked like the most stereotypical poor school prom. Yeah. Like, the prom that's in this movie, no. Ours had, like, a few streamers, a terrible punch table, no food. Oh, no I food. I forgot. No, that's why I we had to go get food, because we were so hungry. I was so hungry. And it was just everyone piled at the front grinding on each other. Yeah. That's, that was the same at both of them. Um, but, and the music was terrible. Awful. And we were just all sitting there like, this is not fun. This and by all of us, there were three of us. Well, because we've seen the movies, like the proms with all the, like, cool decorations or like, Even cool Napoleon plays. Dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. Like, Napoleon Dynamite's prom, that is not a rich school. Napoleon Dynamite's prom is, like, all I was expecting. Ours looked like a gym with some tables and some crappy mm-hmm. plastic tablecloths. And I know my school did not have a lot of money. I get that. I, I appreciate all that they could do. However, it seemed like the money went somewhere else it sure did well nowadays i'm pretty sure that they do prom at other locations because they sure do gina didn't have a prom because covid canceled it but i know like other proms around her years they were going to like the memorial terrace or something i've got that's too much that's ridiculous i can't remember if that's where they went some they went somewhere cooler so my high school boyfriend's prom my senior year of high school uh was at a hotel maybe it was a hotel yeah 
yeah, it was just not, it was the first, but it was the first time they did it off campus. Because my the, the number one reason I didn't go to my prom my junior year was because of this concert happening on the same date, and I didn't have a date and whatever. Uh, the number two reason I didn't go to my prom is because it was going to be in the gym in the same facet. And I'm like, I'm not doing mm-hmm. that again. It was nope. awful. And I don't have enough friends in my own grade at that point. I had a few friends. And now I have a bunch of friends from my high school that I still talk to that are in my grade. That's but, like, so that's funny. Different. That now, yeah, got, <laughs> yeah, but we got really close my senior year of high yeah. school. So it's like, it but, imagine but anyway. If you all would have been super close then, you probably would have had an awesome time at your prom just because of that group. I would have had so much fun. Like, uh, th- yeah. But so my high school boyfriend's prom was in a hotel it was dark and loud still wasn't any food i don't think there was no i think there was food i think they actually so there were two rooms i could be making this up and just blending memories of bat mitzvahs and things but um so there was the dancing room and then there was this other room that i think had like some food and like punch and things but i mean it was still like crap food it was like yeah okay i'm not gonna deny cra- this is not crap food yeah that's like there's like a cheese in the cafeteria and, like, like they had the the little yeah. separate food room do you remember what? that when they had dances in the cafeteria? Like the oh, three-tier? I thought you were saying at this hotel. No, like, no. No, no I never, I <laughs> yeah, never no, got to that, go to a dance at a hotel. That's where homecoming always was, was in yeah. the cafeteria. And our cafeteria was so interesting because it had these like three levels. Yeah. And so you were def- you were only cool if you were on the lowest level, I which was the, the farthest and closest to the stage. And of course, I never I went to one homecoming my freshman year, and I was like, enough of that. I don't like dances because mm-hmm. dan- they make my feet hurt. I don't like dancing in the way that I don't okay, like this. I don't like crowds of people, especially I don't like crowds of people. people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's like again grinding on each other. And that's not how I like to dance. I go dancing now. Like I, go, I go to the clubs in, in WeHo, but like that is so much different. Yeah, it's not grinding on each other in the same way. No, because oh it's gosh. like I don't know. But yeah, so yeah, like my my high school boyfriend's junior prom was in a hotel. I th- it was just I don't know how they got that much more money. Like I don't know how they were able to afford it but it was substantially better i did have my first panic attack though um well no i will i will caveat that my first panic attack that i can really acknowledge was a panic attack uh in front of other people Mm. at that prom and my high school boyfriend at the time had no idea how to react he because he was 16 17 years old yeah he had no idea I do not blame him, but he really wanted to dance with me and I could not do it because I was so afraid of people thinking that I was unable to do it. Like I was afraid of being that close to people. I was afraid of grinding because I was 16, 17. I was 17. Yeah. I like I just had a really full blown panic attack mm-hmm. and no one knew how to help me. So like my teacher who was there didn't know how to help me. My ex-boyfriend sure as shoot didn't know how to help right. me. I think there was one person there. Oh, I do know someone who took there was someone in my grade who was there helping out. Um, and she did know. She she just knew me. So she I don't know if she knew exactly like what I was what was happening, but she knew like how to talk to me. Because my ex-boyfriend was just bl- like thrown for a loop he yeah had no idea yeah what was most going high on. schoolers don't know how to deal with that so good for that person yeah. who did know how to help and i told him to go dance with someone else i was like i i can't do this like i thought i was okay with it but it's there there's a lot of like other facets as to why i d- didn't want to do that 
But he didn't want he didn't want to go to dance with anyone else because he was, you know, he was my boyfriend and I was his girlfriend and all of that stuff. But it was like I felt so bad. We did end up dancing for like a little bit, but he just like again, this was two thousand and eleven. Mm-hmm. He just wanted to grind because that's the dance style I of the it. time. I hate it. And it's it so not much. fun for no. women. <laughs> oh, sorry. It, at least like for me as a teenager. Of, you know, of a female cis heterosexual partnership at the time, like that's that was uncomfortable for me. Mm-hmm. I've learned more about why it was uncomfortable for me and a lot of facets of my own journey. But yes. like it was so uncomfortable and it was so hot and it was so problematic. And also my dress was like not. It was really expensive and it was I'd used it for two reasons. I don't remember if this was before or after. I think it was before. Uh, my mom bought me this really nice dress um, that I personally, mom, I'm sorry, I really didn't like that dress that much, but you loved it. And I was like, sure, I don't care enough. Um, I did like the colors of it. I did not like the styling of it yeah. because it I'm was that terrible early 2010s, like bando on top and uh-huh. then like ruffly okay. bottom. Yeah. But it wasn't like ruffle. It was like that crinkle ruffle. And it was like black on top and then this great bronzy brown. So it's really I'm nice to look in at that pictures. Way. I can't. I can't remember what I remember. What the dress you wore to my prom looked like, the silver, the silver one. one. Yeah, I have more yeah. pictures. We didn't. I we didn't take that many that's pictures. What, okay, that's why I don't one. remember because I probably didn't see many pictures of it. No, there weren't that many pictures. Um, but it was. It was not my favorite dress, but I also didn't want to ruin it because I was supposed to wear it for a different a, a concert. This the concerto concert if yes. i was i was supposed yes, to wear it for that you won concerto concert i did yes boo to all my haters um <laughs> and so i didn't want anything to have to it and so i was just panicking panicking i just like that was the first i think even besides the fact that it was the first panic attack that i had in front of other people i definitely had panic attacks before it was the first time that i consciously recognized after the fact that i had a panic attack mm-hmm. there wasn't great verbiage or like public understanding about panic attacks at that point as much as there is now so it was still like i didn't i wasn't able to learn from it in the same in a way that i can learn from having panic attacks now but Mm -hmm. it was i felt so guilty afterwards too i felt so i still look back on that with guilt but yeah that's that's scary but yeah you don't know that you don't know like really what's going on right and the main thing is that I just feel so guilty that I... And I know that it doesn't matter now and it's 12 years later, but I do feel like I ruined his prom. And I, he does not care. He's no. married. He's having a baby, whatever. But, like, it did not feel great. Yeah. Out of all the things with that high school's proms, if that's what ruined his prom, then that's ridiculous. Those proms well, were so bad. because that prom was actually... It was nice. Like, especially compared to the other... Because I think he went to the prom the year before. I think he went to my junior prom for fun or something. I don't know. But it was still in the gym and everyone was like blown over, blown away over the fact that it was at this ho- this hotel and it was so cool and they felt like... We felt like we were like in the mainstream as opposed to being this poor farm school. <laughs> so, I don't know. I just felt bad. Again, I don't regret missing my junior prom at all. But having gone to a prom at that time in my high school career also, the other problem that I have with senior proms from the outside, uh, seniors are busy as heck. Mm -hmm. Like, this, because ours took place in, like, late April, early May, something like that. Like, 
I was stressed out about deciding what college I was going to. I was in the middle of rehearsing a play. I was making sure my grades didn't drop. As like I say, all it's usually when you stuff. have tougher classes, a lot of seniors have jobs that they're also having to do. Yeah. There's a lot going on. So I just think that senior pro- – also, schools that have both insanity. Yeah. There are schools that oh have senior and junior problems, like, for both. That's like, too much. Too. No, seniors, homecoming. I get it. Like, the big hurrah of senior year, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't really get it because I think it's all kind of silly, but <laughs> – I think if they want to have a spring dance, there should be, like, a spring formal or a spring fling thing. Yeah, a and spring fling thing. It's I just like a it. dance. It's just a dance and people can have fun. And then prom – Juniors get to go to prom either as well or instead or like something where it's like spring fling can just be the in the gym thing. Low cost doesn't need to be any food or punch or anything and just some streamers and you just have to pay for, you know, the band. That's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, I just anyway. Anyway, that's my thoughts on prom. <laughs> now let's get to my thoughts on prom pact. So the newest on this movie. Yeah, it is a decom. So we looked it up. And it originally was going to only premiere on the Disney Plus platform, but then for some reason it changed and it premiered on the Disney Channel. But there was definitely a conscious effort to edit some of it because there's some language that's definitely not Disney Channel. Yeah, I say that. I say that kind of tongue in cheek because they say like damn and ass. It, it was and like hell. hell and dumbass. <laughs> they yes. said P and V at one point, which was oh, kind of weird. Crazy. That was that odd. was crazy. I was baffled by that. Yeah, they talk about how uh, Milo Manheim's character is a virgin at a him and his coworker at the grocery store, and he's like, "But have you ever done P and V?" <laughs> we and were I was both like, like oh. <laughs> First in of all, a Disney Channel movie. Wow. Like, first of all, in a Disney Channel movie. Second of all, who yeah. don't say it like that? Jeepers! Have creepers. you ever heard someone say P and V yes. in real life? Have you? Yes, I've never. Yes, and every time I've heard, I've heard it multiple times. Uh, every time I've heard it, I go, "Don't say that." No, I feel that like makes I cringe it so much so worse. Bad. Ugh, I don't like it. No, um, but anyway, so yeah, this is Prompact. It just came out. Earlier this month or something, like early or middle of last month or something. It's very, very, very new. And it is a DCOM. Who knows? Who knows how many more there'll be in the future? But this one was officially a DCOM. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of, there, there's no there's no DCOM now that is simply a DCOM. It's a hybrid DCOM, DPOM, but yeah, it's I, still, that's fine. I think they just call it Disney Original Movie. So it's not like Disney Plus Original or Disney Channel. It's just Disney Original Movie. I think that's what Ooh, that's popped up at the beginning when we watched this one. But I wonder if some of the Disney Plus ones also have just Disney original movie. In yeah. Them. That'd be something to look into. But anyway, so this is Prom Pact. It's TV 14. What? Wait, what? Ooh, <laughs> have, we ever, have we ever it's had TV that before? 14. No, not that I know of. It's because of the P and V. Ooh, P and V. Pushing the envelope. That's oh PNV. my gosh. PNV pushing envelopes. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's the smartest uh, nice, thing I've ever nice. thought of. Um, anyway, so it's TV 14, which is genuinely surprising. Uh, it's from 2023. It's an hour 39. It's a little long, but it I don't I don't think it overstays its welcome as much as some of the other yeah. longer ones. Mostly because this this movie feels like a movie mm-hmm. less so than a TV movie. Because it's so inspired by John Hughes' 80s movies. Yeah. It's, it's I didn't, so... Uh, get to yeah, that. I didn't but, mind yeah. the time of it. I thought I was having no, a, it was a decent okay. time with it. It was fine. 
I do, these tags make me angry. There's romance, romantic comedy, coming of age, and comedy. I don't, do remember talking you about don't that. don't need no. romance. You do- Comedy, fine. There's some like outside of romantic, com- whatever, fine, whatever. You don't need romance. Romance is way, way more dramatic in my mind. Like it's not, like romantic comedies are like situational, contemporary, like fun romances are more like the romance is the most integral important part of the plot and it's like that's not what this was yeah well it's interesting because on the app it only has drama coming of age and comedy drama yeah so there are different tags depending on what plot or what yeah if you're on your phone or your tv or your together get it together disney plus seriously (laughs) oh wait trying something new today hold on i'm lying i just I think I was looking at one just called Prom, which I didn't know oh, was a thing. Oh, you were, yeah. Okay. I saw that. Nope. I, it is okay. romance, romantic comedy, coming of age comedy. I take back everything I said before. There's too much prom content. Yeah. Disney Plus still needs to get it together. Also, I'm trying something new with recording and my volume today because I cannot be bothered to mess with it. I'm just trying where I don't touch it and then I edit it all in post and that's what we're going to do. And if it doesn't work, I'll fix it. But I don't, I just don't want to keep messing with it. Nah, you know, we're almost towards the end. You you can experiment we can, with it. We have three movies left after <laughs> this. I we're think we're so I'll be close. okay. <laughs> we're throwing in the towel or we're like, uh, the sound, who cares? <laughs> I'm so tired. Uh, all right. So the blurb is, it's prom season and high school senior Mandy and her best friend and fellow outsider Ben are surrounded by over-the-top promposals. Mandy is only focused on getting into her dream school, Harvard, but as she starts tutoring basketball all-star Graham, she must reevaluate whether her dream school is worth the cost of everything she believes in. That's not true. That last line is very much not true. Yeah. It's not everything, everything she, she believes, believes in. It's everything she comes to, she comes to like, yeah. basically. It's yeah. everything she comes to be introduced to because she's very much like a quirky outsider with her friend ben and then she gets in with graham trying to okay i'll do that later anyway yeah. anyway small what's blurb. the little one uh again it's prom season but mandy's focus on her college dream or she's sorry she's focused on her college dream until a tutoring job changes everything yeah yeah that's that's more accurate again yeah Small blurbs usually are short and sweet. Yeah. So, so this movie follows Mandy, who is awful. I'm just gonna start start off with that. Mandy is a bad, unlikable character. This is nothing against the actress who plays her. Honestly, I think she is the saving grace. She's adorable. She's funny. She is fine. Mm-hmm. The character itself of Mandy is bad. Yeah. And it feels like, okay, I need to look at the writers because it feels like she was written by a man in that way. A that, man it's not like, like trying to write about about feminism and like overly doing it. Yeah. It's like. <sighs> it's hard to explain because it's, it's not, like there's a point yeah. where it's like, yeah, like empowered women. We love it. But when it's, it's not that men can't write women. That's yeah. not what I'm saying. I'm not be like, well, oh, this man write it, so that's terrible. There is this problem with the male gaze writing women empowerment that just flails mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. And this felt like a lot of it because Manny is supposed to be this feminist girl power person, and she is just stereotypical and stale and she's written like she should have been 
in the 90s, in the hurts a lot of her mentalities, and I just don't like it. Writer, Anthony Lombardo. Mm. Hmm. So, there's that. What other, what other writing? Nope, that's the only person. Shocking. Mm. Shocking. Mr. Lombardo, you should be better at writing teenage women. Yeah. Anyway. It's like, I like where they were trying to go with this. I think that they just could have done a better job. It had potential. It, it yeah, had, it had, we've talked about this it before. Had this, it had this underlying of heart. And I know that the main focus of writing Mandy was to try and flip the script on these old John Hughes movies. Mm-hmm. This movie was so, so inspired by Pretty in Pink, Some Kind of Wonderful... Like it's the Breakfast candles. Club, not really. Honestly, I wish that there was a we more. There was more of the Breakfast Club in there. I'm not saying the Breakfast Club this has got its problems, but there's this ragtag group, right? And even if you look at the the picture on Disney Plus of there's six of them sitting in a row. There's the the popular girl that Ben likes, and then there's Ben, and there's Mandy, and then there's the popular boy that Mandy likes as she gets to know him, and then there's their two friends who are unnecessary and that is disappointing because they are fun and Mm -hmm. great and they should have been there more i want more of them i don't understand why they were i don't understand like it didn't i don't i know that mandy and ben were shown a lot to like show their friendship but honestly they didn't need to be because they were not the romantic plot Mm -hmm. they were not romantically entangled we understood their platonic relationship it could have been informed more by those two and it just wasn't but they they were the the only thing they were there for was to be the catalyst of like hey this is how you be popular because they were in the the drum major of the marching band and something i don't remember he was in band and he was also just cool and so it's like they were like oh this is you know the party is on friday night you would know that if you you know didn't go to the movies and eat waffles every friday night and it's like i also they were a woman of color and a queer man. And it's like, cool. Not Mandy is also a woman of color. That's mm-hmm. good. Milo Mannheim is Milo Mannheim. I just... This movie... So I say this movie felt like Pretty in Pink for one specific reason. If anyone's seen Pretty in Pink, Ducky is Molly Ringwald's best friend, played by John Cryer. And... They wrote that whole movie with Molly Ringwald being obsessed with a popular guy, and she was supposed to end up with Ducky, and then didn't, and ended up with a popular guy, Mm. and it's dumb. And I think this movie is trying to flip the script in the way of, no, no, she wasn't supposed to end up with Ducky because they weren't supposed to be together because they didn't like each other in that way, and it's like... This movie did it a little bit better in regards to, like, I didn't necessarily want them to be together. I was not hoping for it to be a friends to romance because they, I don't know, their relationship was very sibling-esque right. as opposed to romance. But it also was like, I didn't quite understand the romantic entanglement entanglements with the other two, mm-hmm. which I'll get into. Yeah. But... Yeah, so, and then Some Kind of Wonderful obviously has the, like, I'm the weird girl, nobody likes me, blah, 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 all that garbage. Um, there wasn't any of the, like, you have to change yourself for someone else, like The Breakfast Club talks about, with they, which they literally talk about in this movie and how problematic it is. Mm-hmm. Which it's like, yeah, 80s movies are problematic. They're from 40 years ago. They're problems. Um, 
But there was also this weird celebratory feeling about 80s movies because the prom was themed to the 80s. Yeah. Which is cute and fine. And all of these promposals, which this I say, well, this this is actually kind of fun. So the promposals were all 80s themed. They were all like there was a Ghostbusters one. There was a Dirty Dancing one. The Breakfast Club. Uh, say anything. There was say anything. There was though there was the Breakfast Club one. I don't know what the one outside the diner at the beginning was where he's got like a microphone stand. Oh, I don't know. I think it might have been Back to the Future. Maybe. Oh, Blues Brothers. I, I don't know. <laughs> I've seen Back to the Future, but it's been so many years I I wouldn't be able to recognize it. Yeah, I think it might have been Blues Brothers, but him by himself. I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't. I genuinely know, but that was kind of fun to be like, oh yeah, that's this. And then it was kind of fun. Sarah's like, which one do you think she's gonna get? And uh, spoiler, I guess. But so he goes to pick her up from this gala. A uh, Graham does, and. Her mom shows off that she used to dress up as, you know, Tom Cruise from Risky Business without the pants and the sunglasses and whatever. And so that's what he does. And then he does another one. Oh, he morphs it into One Direction. That, uh, oh, right, what makes you really beautiful. One Direction. Yeah. It's really cute. Yeah. But we'll get into the problems of that. Um, okay. So that was a fun p- part of it. So you're introduced to Mandy, who is all she cares about is getting into Harvard. It's been her dream. She wants to study under this certain person. Great. And then you're introduced to Ben, who's her best friend, who is just kind of a regular guy. Adorable guy. Total normal guy. Needs to, you know, have a job. You do see, so you you get to go to Mandy's house all the time. She has a house. You do learn that Ben lives in an apartment, which is, I thought was really interesting and just like continuity's sake. Mm -hmm. So you see Ben at his job at the grocery store. You'll see his like really crappy car. Like they they spend every Friday night going to the movies and the bookstore and eating waffles at a diner. Love it. That honestly, like their friendship is friendship goals. Yeah. Like genuinely, I did like that about it. I will say, and I've already mentioned the problems with Mandy. Ben stole the show all the time mm-hmm. there was only one problem with ben it's that he's played by milo Mannheim. so the fact that he was supposed to be seen as this guy that people were like oh you're allergic to nuts and you make the nut you're you know no nuts whatever yeah i remember his last name um and it's like yeah but he's adorable. Yeah. Like, he's so cute yeah. and tall. So the whole movie like, was he like, not... he's so cute. Oh, my gosh. I love him so much. Yeah. And it's like, there's no way that he would be, which, like, is kind of what you see with the girl that he ends up with. Like, you kind of see a little bit, but he's so bullied by, like, other people. And it's like, not bullied is a strong word. He's really not bullied, but he's just, he's really razzed by other people. And it's like, come on. And so Milo Manheim, for people who don't know, he's in... Zombies. Doogie. I'm trying to remember the name Doogie of the show. House Doogie House or MD Kame- or something. <laughs> Doogie Kamehaloha, I think. <laughs> MD, which also the girl who plays Mandy is in. Um, and then, yes, he was in the Zombies movies as Zed, who is the popular football star. And that made more sense. This is a better character. This is a better character all around. Like, Zed has very little depth. Ben has a lot of depth. And the scene where he freaks out at Mandy, which I'll get to, he does a really good job in. My man does a really good job in this movie. It's good act. This movie has good acting all around. I'd say there's a few few people who were not great. I don't need mm. to go into who wasn't great, but anyway. Um, so you learn that that's the routine, and then you learn that Mandy is waitlisted to Harvard, so she's got to figure out how to get in. And her uh, guidance counselor, who's played by Margaret Cho, 
which I love Margaret Cho's comedy. When Margaret Cho is trying to just play like a regular person, it's so uncomfortable. But her character and her her performance got better as the movie went on. Um, she tells her that she needs to, in order to, you know, make an effort to get in, she should get a letter of recommendation. And so Graham, the basketball star and son of a senator, which they, they go to North Seattle High School. Mm-hmm. Their graduation at the end of this movie is like 50 people. Yeah, it would be much no, no, bigger. No. Like ours... Even at our high school, it was outside, like, 200 people would never There's fit no into an way. auditorium that size. North Seattle Just name would it be a random bigger. thing. You can still say you're in North, North Seattle or something. Just name it a random school. Anyway, okay. So, um, she decides that she's going to... She learns from her friend, the drum major, who you see in three scenes in this movie total, is that he is in her psych class and he is not doing well. And so, she's like, I'm going to find him and I'm going to tutor him. And long story short, she, she gets him to agree... And then she tutors him for a while, all while, you know, trying to hide the fact that she's try- trying to get a letter of recommendation from his dad. Um, on the flip side, Ben... I've said on the flip side, I think, three times in this episode. I don't know. There's care. a lot of flip on sides flip side, to talk about. Ben is crushing on... Uh, not Latoya Jackson. Latoya... Uh, this is her full name all the time. They do say it all the time. What is it? Latoya... Uh, uh, it starts with an H, doesn't it? I'm looking it up. Who can find it faster? Uh, Let- oh, Ben Plunkett is his name. Oh, she's just listed as Latoya on IMDb. That is so annoying. Anyway, Latoya. No, I'm gonna. I'm find- just doing that. I don't care enough to find out what it is. Hi, Latoya is like most popular girl in school, head cheerleader, all of this stuff, and he loves her. He's obsessed with her. Um, not to like a creepy point that made it sound way worse, but he's a big old crush on her basically. And he bumps into her at the movie that Mandy's supposed to like meet her at and they go to the movie together. And then, uh, then she ends up like going to his birthday at Olive Garden or whatever. Um, and which that was not an Olive Garden. No, (laughs) (laughs) now that I'm thinking about it, that was like a, a Friday's. Yeah. Um, but they're the crux of their, the crux of their problem is that Latoya doesn't like how he would always drop everything for Mandy. It's like he, she is his best friend. Yeah. You, he would have known him for five minutes. So that was really contrived, and I was not a fan of that. I don't think that that drama needed to be there at all. No. Um, I think that honestly, having Ben have like a totally seamless, flawless relationship would have been enough of a catalyst for Mandy than having him. Having Latoya turn him, like having to turn Latoya, because Latoya asked him to prom and he had to turn her down because Mandy and Ben had already agreed to go together. That's the prom pact. Yeah, even though and Mandy didn't Mandy, follow their pact. Well, because at the same time that he's he's getting asked out, Mandy's getting asked out by that big prom proposal, and she goes, "I want to say yes to Graham," even though she's mad at him because she thinks that he was cheating on her. It's a huge stupid problem. I'll get into it. Um, and he's like, and that's when he freaks out and people <laughs> video him doing this that goes around the school and Graham's so mad. He's like, I'm not going to take you to prom anymore and whatever. Cause he, that's where he learns that she's only doing it for her, his dad's letter, which I've talked about this. I read a bunch of romance novels, mostly contemporary romance. And a bunch of people talk about a big problem with, with contemporary romance that they don't like is the miscommunication trope. Mm-hmm. And I would agree to that to a point. Miscommunication is a catalyst for a lot of reasons why relationships fail or falter. It's very realistic. However, 
I think that miscommunication as the title of that trope and being an overarching umbrella is incorrect. I don't think that people saying that it is always bad is exactly correct. I'd agree. But there are but, like there are facets of miscommunication that are bad yeah. that are not sufficient. Like this For one. example, yes, both sides, both Ben and Mandy's miscommunication tropes are bad. There's the miscommunication trope of, well, I thought you liked this other girl, your best friend, blah, 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 like that type of like girl against girl baloney. Mm-hmm. Latoya doesn't even know Mandy. Like it doesn't make any sense. And then there's the other side of like the, oh, I kept it from you that I was only using you to do this. It's yeah, like, that one, we're that past one I specifically this. hate so much. Ugh. Yeah. That's a miscommunication where it's like hidden information for a driving purpose that miscommunication where it's not even miscommunication it is removed communication or lacked communication like purposefully lacked communication because i think i think it's the purpose of miscommunication like literally like not even just like the purpose of its use the purpose from the characters if someone knows that they are miscommunicating then it's automatically like come on get your crap together Mm mm-hmm if it's totally two people just not understanding how to communicate with each other, that is the literal crux of building a relationship. Right. And that's right. what that's what bumps me out. This movie did not follow that. This movie was both just bad yeah. miscommunications. Um. Anyway, so the, the end of the movie basically is Ben and Mandy making up, uh, them going to prom together, Latoya winning prom king, and then Ben somehow winning prom king because Mandy <laughs> had the... Actually, I won't spoil that. If someone wants to watch that, it's actually kind of funny. But uh, Mandy rigs it so that Ben wins prom king, gets back together, with, gets together, not even back together, gets together with Latoya, and then Mandy goes off to Harvard. She gets in, she goes off to Harvard early, mm-hmm. and they're just going to talk, like, I guess. Like the, I like said, the week they're after in prom Seattle. or something, wasn't it? It was, no, it was right after graduation. Oh, at, right after graduation. That's what I meant. Yeah. She literally left from graduation. Yeah. Um, and then you th- and she says goodbye to Graham. There, honestly, that scene of them saying goodbye to each other after graduation, it felt very final in the way that they were talking and the way that they were reacting to each other. And I was like, that's cool. Yeah. I'm they like, don't okay. need to be together. Yeah, they're not going to end up together. Fine. Yeah. It's kind of a nice change to, to not have like the love well, interest end up together and they go their own ways. Sure. Right. And there was already the romantic, you know, satisfaction of Ben and Latoya. Mm-hmm. And honestly, Mandy was terrible. Graham, like their 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 reasons for being together and their like draw to each other made no sense. Like Ben and Latoya at least had like times when they were communicating about like similar ideals within like the MCU and like other things. When Graham and Mandy would talk, they were just kind of like small talking. Yeah, or it's like Mandy realizing like, oh, he's more than just the basketball, A basketball. jock. Like he helps like kids learn like he coaches kids basketball and he never brings girls there yeah yeah it was like <laughs> it's like it the, was, it the was... basic like nice things that he does and she's like oh yeah we're meant she, to be. she learned that the hot guy has is, a heart <laughs> does some good things yeah and it's like cool what else do you have in common that's 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 kind of it though and so yeah so then the, the actual like last scene in the movie is her in boston and then she bumps into him and he's like hey i came to boston i'm taking a gap year so i don't do exactly what my dad wants me to do 
and uh, I'm here in Boston to teach like a kids program for basketball or whatever. And she's like, oh, is that your only reason to go to Boston? And he's like, oh, there are other reasons. And then they kiss and it's done. And yeah. it's like, uh, who cares? I want to like, know, like, was he ever going to reach out or he was just waiting to run into her somewhere in Boston? Also, it had been, it had been at least a few months. Yeah. And they had stopped talking for at least a month, a month and a half before graduation. So they have not really talked for like three months. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, like... That's a long time. Yeah. That's a and they weren't long even, time. Gosh, how long do you think the whole world. process was of the tutoring thing to prom? Like, that couldn't have been that well, long. Well, so there were already right? promposals happening. So I would say that it was maybe a month total. I think it was a month. I yeah. think that they talked about it. Um, and then the, I would guess there was, like, about a month until graduation. We don't know how much time had passed with her being in Boston. So it could have only been, like, a couple weeks or something. But still, that's at least, like, two months total. Yeah. Like, I <laughs> I know in the grand scheme of thing that two months is not a long time. Two months in the scope of a fresh relationship, especially from a teenage perspective, is a long time. Mm-hmm. My thing about this movie... Is I think that there was, I know that, I'm not going to judge it based on this, but there was a lot of potential for good work in here. The dialogue and the script itself was enjoyable. It, it was, it gave a lot for the actors to work with. They did good performances. It was fun to see the proposals. However, some of the underlying male gaze, garbage about Mandy, and just kind of, again, the connection with Mandy and Graham, like, just didn't really make sense. Mm-hmm. Also, Wendy McLevin Lovey was wasted on this movie. She plays her mom, Mandy's mom. Oh my gosh, they had such good moments. I wish that there were more. Like when she, she, they were talking about her curfew when they were leaving and her dad's like, "Uh, make sure to have her back by 3 a.m. And her mom's like, really? No, it's 2. Or, yeah, well, they changed it to, uh, they, like, threw around other numbers. And no, they like, changed it, two. they changed it up. Yeah. He changed it up. He's like, have her home by two. Oh, and then, and then like, the three? mom's <laughs> he's like, three, no, three. And then her mom's like, really? 2 a.m.? He's like, really? Like, I really? She doesn't go on date. <laughs> um, She's never done this. We don't know. So people who don't know Wendy McClellan Lubby, you do. Uh, she was in the Goldbergs, the TV show. Not that you watch that necessarily, but it's there's commercials for it everywhere. She was also in Bridesmaids as the like older bridesmaid who like has the kids. Um, she was also in Reno Nine One One. I think she is hysterically funny, mm-hmm. and I think that she did not have enough to work with in this movie, and that is not fair because she is so funny and she's so good at improv. Uh, she does lean a little bit more into like you know more adult improv, looking at like bridesmaids and Reno Nine One One. But she has been doing the girl the Goldbergs for oh god so much so much time. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I was bummed. I was really excited to see her in the credits. But like I said, this movie this movie had a lot that it could have been better. It was not terrible. No, it was so still like an reviews, enjoyable one to watch. Like it was for still the most fine. Part, it could have it could have been like Teen Beach movie level with a little more. It was campier, yeah. It just didn't camp. It didn't camp. It had so much potential to be camp with all of the eighties, yeah, references. It could have been like Teen Beach with like the fifties. So there's one thing I forgot to mention that is, I've thought about for days because it makes me so angry. They talk about their favorite movies. I don't even remember what Graham's is. I have no idea. She says her favorite movie is Nine to Five. <laughs> She's supposed to be this big feminist, and her favorite movie is 9 to 5. Let me explain to you yes. why this is a problem. Explain it to the people, because I hadn't seen that movie, so 
after we watched Prom Pact, Kira gave me the lowdown on uh, 9 to 5. I watched 9 to 5 really recently. I watched it on the plane back from Illinois a month ago. 9 to 5 follows three powerhouse women. It follows Jane Fonda, a recently divorced woman whose husband cheated on her and now she has to get back into the workforce. And by back into the workforce, I mean this is her first job. Lily Tomlin, my idol, who is the floor manager working under the boss of the whatever. I don't know what his what his actual thing is. She's like running the floor and he treats her like his second secretary and tells her to do things and doesn't respect her and steals her ideas. And then there's Dolly Parton, his actual secretary, who everyone thinks is sleeping with him because she's his secretary and she's beautiful and big bosomed. This movie is in three acts, I would say. The first act is when you're getting to know the women, they are getting to know each other, and they are spending time together. And it's it's all right. It's a little slow, but whatever. Um, and then they have this party where they, like, party, it's the three of them just, like, having, a, they're just hanging out. Mm. And they smoke some weed, and they all <laughs> daydream about what it would be like to get rid of the boss, because they all don't like him, because he's terrible. And Jane Fonda dreams about shooting him. Dolly Parton also kind of dreams about, like, shooting him. And by shooting him, I mean, like, they have, they're, like, cowgirls, basically. Okay. <laughs> and then Lily Tomlin, like, not shooting him, but, like, shooting at him. Basically shooting him, though. Like, the intention that they have is to kill him, it mm-hmm. seems. Mm-hmm. Weird. So then Lily Tomlin's daydream is she's, like, Snow White for some reason. And she's told to ma- he tells her to make his coffee. And she, instead of using his, like, box of sweet and low that he uses all the time, sure and sweet or whatever it's called, uh, she pours rat poison into his coffee because, the, and you you see in the daydream that the boxes look similar. Uh, and then she gives him the coffee and he, you know, it's poisoned. Cut to the next day. She inadvertently does that and she thinks that she's killed him because he, she gives him the coffee accidentally, like, ac- accidental po- rat poison in it. Uh, he falls out of his chair and hits his head and they take him to the hospital and she thinks that he's died. Um, and this is act two. I would say this is act two. Okay. Uh, she thinks that he's died and then there's this whole farcical thing where they steal the body that they think is their boss from the hospital, put it in Jane Fonda's trunk, and then she crashes, not Jane Fonda, um, Lily Tomlin's trunk. She crashes, crashes into the... Uh, this light post, and then they figure out the body is not him, and they have to take him back to the hospital. That part? Incredible. It's amazing. Um, let me tell you what, though. The switch from the first act to the second act is really, really drastic. Like, it does feel like, oh, I thought this was, like, a workplace comedy. It's kind of not. And then, so the second act and the third act kind of, like, merge together, where the boss learns that Lily Tomlin poisoned him and he doesn't know that it wasn't inadvertent but also he doesn't care because it's blackmail and so they tie him up and take him back to his own house and keep him tied up there and start running the job without him and like pretending that he's like they're like because Dolly Parton is secretary can like make it seem like he's not there there's like a nosy person that like doesn't understand why he's not there so they ship her off to like this language learning thing whatever but at the same time they have kidnapped this man and trapped him in his own house because they're they are now blackmailing him about embezzling funds from a certain account or something Mm -hmm. and then i'm just i don't i don't care about this movie this movie's from the 80s if you haven't seen it whatever they 
the ending of this movie, the kind of, like, climax of this movie is that he breaks free, whatever, goes to the job, and, uh, the, like, CEO director of the board, whatever, comes down and starts, like, thanking him for all of his good work and, like, all of this stuff. Of course, this work is all the stuff that they did. And then ships him off to, like, Brazil or something. And so then there's, like, this after thing that's, like, Lily Tomlin's character grew to be whatever, whatever. She's a super boss now. And it's, like, I don't know. And it was just, like, <sighs> that is such an, such an antiquated view of feminism. Yeah, yeah. And, I, like, okay, so Ethan and I have watched a couple of, like, old 80s feminist movies over the last year. And by Ethan and I, by most mean I and then Ethan has watched a couple of them. One of them was this, which I've watched, Ethan didn't. And we also watched Baby Boom, which is Diane Keaton getting a baby from her cousins and then having to leave her job and then she makes okay. applesauce. Haven't, it's weird. Haven't seen Again, that Again, antiquated views of feminism. They Nine to five is not feminist because they kidnap a man and blackmail him and very much would have deserved to go to jail. Yeah. That is not... It's just like sure criminals. You can, you, can, <laughs> okay. you can argue that it's equality. Is it equity? No. No. And that's what we actually want. Yeah, yeah. Like, equality is... I... Mm, I have thoughts, but like it's just like she says her favorite movie is nine to five. I'm like your favorite movie is nine to five. Yeah, nine well, who to wrote five. This? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That honestly was because I was like, oh, she's she's really just that's what she is. Okay. Yeah. And then I just that was the real catalyst for me to look at this movie and go. This was written through the male gaze of what a teenage young feminist would be like. And it's like, no, it's not. And that's a big reason why this movie couldn't be camp. Mm-hmm. This movie this movie was not satire or parodying, uh, you know, the John, the John Hughes trope of what the, the female lead was like. It wasn't doing anything in an effort to bring those characters to the future or to the modern times. It just just... It was just looking at it from an antiquated view and it's just it makes me really upset because I don't I don't like when that <sighs> It's it's very strange to have a movie that's like trying to be very feminist written by a man. Like like right, we said and this was like like we said men can write like about feminist ideas and everything but it's just odd to have a movie so focused on this and have it written right. by a man. It's weird. And she was also, like, she was written like a white feminist. Yeah. Like, she was written, and not, and not even, like, like, like written as, like, a white feminist, but only in certain facets, and still with the antiquated gaze. And it's like, why are we writing this woman of color? Which, like, yes, she's supposed to have a white mother. But it's, like, still, so she doesn't need to be this. It made me really upset. Mm. And I think that is the biggest deterrent. And so when I've been looking at reviews for this movie... I've seen it's a pretty big split. There's people who are like, this is fun, and there's people who are like, this is garbage and whatever, and I hate new Disney. And it's like, cool, I'll have your thoughts, whatever. Okay. There is a pretty common thread though, where it's like, Mandy sucks. Yeah. And it's like, Mandy does suck. People shouldn't take it out on the actress though, because oh, no. she's still doing a good yeah. job. I feel like if but, anyone's gonna play Mandy well to try to be more likable, it's gonna be her. Even though I know that the character yeah. is not likable. No, and it's like also 
Not every character needs to be likable. Yeah. Your lead character also doesn't need to be likable. However, you have to sympathize or understand or at least resonate with their journey and who they are. And that didn't happen in the inverse, mm. actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, on that note, I guess we can start with the test of time. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> this one's so this, like, new. The more... Yeah. But there are things when we were watching it, this movie's gonna get dated really fast. They talk about there's first of all a lot of songs where they use like really new songs. And oh, it's they like, used okay, a lot of big songs. They must have high... paid a lot of money. I wrote some of them down. Bad guy Billy by Billy Eilish, um mm-hmm. Imagine Dragons Believer. They yeah, put a they One Direction in song car. in there. Like there were some covers like the the safety dance was a cover, but they still. Oh, that made me so mad. Yeah, um, I want to dance with somebody. Whitney Houston, let's dance. Like yeah. they had a lot of big songs in this movie, and then they use the song that ends out Napoleon yeah, Dynamite. That's... Where he goes, I'm sorry, I'm I have no idea well, what like, they say. So that's... a lot of their budget went to music. Interesting. Yeah, so this movie had a big budget. Mm-hmm. Um, <sighs> but we have newer movies that. I look at, like, for example, Spin. Like, I look at Spin and, like, this will hold up for a while. Yeah. I think that there's a way that this could have held up, even with all of the 80s, like, you know, the 80s mentions and all that. It still could have held up held up pretty well. But some of the dialogue and slang was even dated when this came out. And I was like, huh. <laughs> so I don't know. What are some of our other, like, newer ones that aren't Spin? Because, yeah, like you said, Spin will hold up. But there have been yeah. other newer ones. And I don't want to look at, like, Christmas again, because it's like, Christmas again really will not hold up. Where's Upside Down Magic? I think that one is maybe closer. I have that at a 525. I think this will hold up a little bit better than this, but I... Yeah. I think it'll only be, like, a 6. Where's Zombies 3? I guess Zombies 3 is the closest one. I have that at a 525, too. Because I think I gave that exactly the same as Upside Down Magic. <laughs> Ugh. I gave Cowbells a six, and honestly, I know that Cowbells is from 2008, but it kind of has the similar feeling of, like, it's got a lot of heart, and there's a good movie somewhere underneath a lot of that, you know, the layering that they decided to put on it. Right. But it does have also that layer of, ooh, this is really of this era. So I'm kind of fine with a six, and I know that's low, so I'm just... Oh, I have Invisible Sister to 6-5. Okay, maybe, no, 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 no. Maybe I'll do a 6-5. <laughs> yeah, I do think I don't want to go any higher than better, that. Because Invisible Sister had all the terrible, well, not terrible effects, but, like, the, there were a lot of not but, great effects in there. But it had really great acting, though. It did. Like, the, it was the same yeah, thing where it was, like, it had really high-quality acting, yep. and the main problem with that movie, besides, you know, its story being kind of bad, was its effects were really bad. This one has a really bad message about women. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to be critic more critical of this movie. I think a 6.5 is kind of fine. Yeah. I have Invisible Sister at a 6.75. I don't think I want to put this any higher than that. Like, a 7 or above doesn't seem No, right. like, I think a 7 is, like, the actual cap I would yeah. be willing to give it. So I think for now I'll put it at... I'll put also put this at the same as Invisible Sister at a 6.75. And then when we do our fine-tuning, I'll probably... Right. I'll have to That's figure the out. thing. Yeah. 
Well, because we're coming Ugh. up on that, so it's easy to say like, it's "Oh, we'll really just close. we'll fine tune yeah. things." And we've really just kind of been like, "Ah, yeah. let's put it here and we'll fix it later." <laughs> yeah. Oh God, the moral of this movie is pretty muddy too. Oh my, I wrote down so much stuff for this. You want? Please, okay, I'm gonna read. Go. I'll read you through the list of everything I wrote down. Okay. Mandy said, "Your worth is not determined by a boy." Uh, yes. Mandy said to Graham, "Don't live your life for your parents' approval." Uh, Ben said, "Don't li- let life pass you by." There's more to life that than I Harvard. Uh, work hard, but also have fun. Like, all this stuff was said throughout this movie. I think it's don't let life pass you by. Yeah. I think that's genuinely what it is because it's for both of them and, like, kind of all of them where it's, like, Mandy can't just focus on Harvard. She's missing a lot of what, like, high school is. And then Ben is, like, he's really kind of a fuddy-duddy old grumpy man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's yeah. not – he's he would be letting the opportunity to date his crush pass him by. And then there's a little bit of Graham as well where it's like Graham would be letting his life pass him by if, if he decided to path. go to his dad's school yeah. or whatever. I like that one the best, um, too. And Ben said it, which we love Ben, so. We do. We stand. We stand, Ben. I – oh, the, the – you could do the, – the first half of this movie was so much of Mandy going, you could do anything a boy can do. You don't need a boy to determine who you are, blah, 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 blah. And it's like – this was never remedied. Yeah. Because I agree women can do anything and they don't need a man. But also, it is okay to want one and have one. Yes, yes. It's okay. <laughs> and also, that's it's okay to just have a partner of any kind. Mm-hmm. Gender aside. It's okay to rely on It is okay to be dependent. Yeah. It is okay. I know like, that. It's taken me eh. a very long time to realize that. <laughs> It's okay to depend on other people sometimes. It's okay to not do everything by yourself. But it's also okay to be alone. Like, it's yeah. okay. It It is okay to live your life with the dependency level that you want. <laughs> yes. It's your life. Don't let it pass you by. But I think, yeah, and then I think it's like, you know, change isn't always a bad thing. Like, I know we've had a lot of, like, change isn't always a bad thing. And also, like, don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. So I, I really I think don't like let life pass you by is good because this is the first one that that's really been the moral. Yeah, I was trying to think. I'm like, there, are there other ones that are similar to that? And no, I like there that. Might be this one's more similar unique. ones. I like it, but this one is really like this. This is it, and I almost want to like. I almost think there is like a sub a sub caption where it's like, don't let life pass you by. You know, there is almost like a you don't know, you don't know what you're missing or you don't know who who you're missing, who you're, who you're, who you're passing by or something. I'm not going to put that in there, but like there is that fast of like, because, because they've been judging. Oh, the other thing is that they judge the popular kids. They call them, uh, because they're at their Everest, peak, yeah. because they're peaking in high school. Yeah. And that is so toxic mm-hmm. and they never they never remedy that either they never look at it and go they kind of touch on it a little bit, little bit of like maybe being an everest isn't a bad thing or like maybe these people aren't everests and we've just been judging they never really say that and i wish that they did because like <sighs> there are definitely people who peak in high school i'm not going to say that that is not a thing but also that's not that's not a good thing like and it's not and it's not something but not even they look at it like it's not a good thing. It's not something to laugh at. Mm-hmm. Like it's really sad and not inside like a mm, sad. It's like a genuinely like a oh god like that's that sucks. Yeah, and that's not something the teenagers would know. And I I recognize that, but it's just like, mm, 
I think, okay, but going back to this moral, like, I do think that it's all right. I take it back now because I was thinking about I was thinking about the that you don't need a boy yeah, thing. Yeah, but I do the, like don't this one life pass you, by, pass you by is better. It does apply to so many people, and mm-hmm. I mean they do like open up their eyes to other things besides you know what they had been stuck in. So I I don't know. It does decent. Yeah, I had horse sense at a seven, and then gotta kick it up at a seven seven five. I think gotta kick it up does it better. To be honest. Oh, stuck in the suburbs, stuck stuck in the suburbs. <laughs> stuck in the suburbs at a seven five, you don't have to be what people expect you to be. Different moral, but like I feel like feel like that's where I want to leave it as a seven five. Oh gosh. Lemonade mouth, sorry, be heard. Use your voice. That's seven point five. Um. St- yeah, stuck in the suburbs. I have it at seven point two five. Oh gosh, I have a lot of seven point two fives. Wizards of Waverly Place, Geek Charming. What is our Geek Charming moral? It's not about being popular or a geek. It's about being around people who make you happy. That this one does better than oh, Geek yeah. Charming. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to put it at the same as you for now, at a 7.5. What did I give Geek Charming? I can't you find it. gave it. Oh, there it is. A 6.75. 6. 6.75, yeah. Yeah, so I think 0.75 higher makes sense. Oh, that terrible song is now stuck in my head. But just that one part I know, where it goes, I'm tired about it, but I'm sorry for you. Um, this is a B for me. Like I. Oh, yeah. It's not yep. a B plus. Like it's not good. It's just a straight up B. It like, is a B. And I, yeah, we both had Quince at B minus. I'm fine with this one being above that. Yeah, it's a little bit it better just, than Quince oh, for sure. Man, I really wish it could have been an A. I know. <laughs> that All right. So I know you're potential thing. I have so many. I have so Kay. many Bs. B range is sixty-seven to seventy-four. Oh no, I have a bunch of B minuses. Never mind. Uh, I have Calbas at a seventy. Sorry, what's the range again? Sixty-seven to seventy-four. What's the range again? What's the range again? 67 to 74. All right. So I have Cowboys at a 70. I have Halloween Town at a 69. So it's above, it's above Halloween Town. Sorry, friends. Uh, Wizards of Waverly Place. I have it at a 70. It's above I have Luck of the Irish at 71 and Zombies 2 at a 72. And Camp Rock 2 at a 68. Oh, God. I have Lemonade Mouth at a 73. This is... Mm, I'm going to give it the same as Lemonade Mouth because I don't want to think about which one's better at, right now at this point. <laughs> and I don't really... But the other thing is that I don't want to give this the top score for a B. No. Because it's not. The High School Musical 2 is the top score B for both of us right now at a 74. Yeah, and it should and be. And that's it, as it should be. But... Uh, I'll probably bump Lemonade Mouth down to a 70... Oh, no, it is a 73. To a 72, maybe. I don't know. I'll figure out how to rearrange them, but it's... This is better than Lemonade Mouth. Sorry, Gina. Lemonade Mouth has bad acting and bad writing. The characters and the acting are bad. <laughs> it's a good story and it's a yeah, fun movie. Yeah. But it's bad acting. That one is 78. That one's higher. I don't know. I'm just doing 73. 
Now I'm thinking, I'm like, what do I have at my lowest B minuses? But this, this one isn't above High School Musical 2. I don't know. You mean B plus? Yeah, B+. well, uh, B is my highest. High School Musical is my highest B. You said and lowest I... B minus. Do you mean lowest B plus? Yes. Okay. Yes, that's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm like I'm trying to like, look at too so many confused. scores at the same time. I don't know. I'm just uh, no. gonna put. This... I think High School Musical possibly will get bumped into B plus. Just might. looking at what we have. But yeah. Yeah. For, for now, now, thinking about it. For now, I'm gonna put this at a 73 B, and then. You know, my B's and B pluses, they may shift around. And our big wrap-up, as we keep mentioning. What did you put this one at? Did you put this at a 73 as well? Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. What I'm probably going to do when this is all said and done is I will make two sheets. I will have the original scores and then the final scores because I want to do that. Which means I will have to go to all of the, the boxes and do their original numbers. Um, which is fine. I don't care. It's not hard to do that now on Google Sheets because it's got like a C cell history. So whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that way we, if people are listening to them and they are looking at the sheet, which I don't think anyone does, uh, but if they want to look at the sheet, they can see that how things have changed and racked up and things. But that's the plan that I have made up just now. <laughs> But that's prom packed. Yeah, that's your that's, prom pack. That's prom packed, baby. Baby. Um, we've got three movies left. Next up is the Jenny Project, which I don't believe is even on Disney Plus. And I think it's like a, it's not a documentary, but it's like very serious, like animal study. Yeah, it's not on there. Um, okay. so we'll have to figure out how to watch that. <laughs> yeah, we'll find. And then it we've somewhere. got. Then we got Poof Point, and then we got my people, Full Court Miracle. <laughs> I'm so wait. excited for Full Court Miracle. I can't full even... circle with Full Court Miracle. Again, Full Court, Full Court, Full Circle. Um, well, I already know what my decom mission for this week is, and it's to go see a movie, go to a bookstore, and have waffles. Heck <laughs> yeah. Have a, <laughs> that have, sounds have amazing. A, have a Ben and Mandy Friday night. Yeah. Um, my decom mission this week is to find a movie that is more feminist than 9 to 5. <laughs> because that made me so angry. Yeah. Do you have any it recommendations once... for, like, feminist 80s movies? Because I'm trying to think of... I haven't seen a lot of 80s movies, and most of the ones I have seen were with you. But I feel like all of those weren't really feminist 80s no. movies, and I don't... No. I can't even tell you a single feminist 80s movies out of my repertoire. It's because it's a very archaic look at feminism because it was yeah. the 80s and it was when women were first more confidently in the workforce as not just like secretaries. Mm-hmm. So it, it was it was modern feminism of the 80s but it's not now. And to think I don't know. I don't know. I just said that made me so upset. Like, I was like, it is 2023, and your feminist icon film is 9 to 5. <laughs> Ugh. Fun song. Not a oh, great it's a great movie. song. Dolly Parton, great. Love her. <laughs> it's a great song. Song's so much better than the movie. Um, But yeah, that's Prompact. Next week we're watching uh, The Jenny Project as our tri-ultimate movie pen is not a pen is not a second to last i don't know i don't know latin um but yeah so we will see you next week for the jenny project bye bye